The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. happy wednesday everybody september the 6th for the bostonian versus the book if you guys are listening on sirius xm what is up we have the right show hopefully on tonight you guys missed us yesterday yesterday was our debut just the wrong show dave sheriff in the book matt peralt the bostonian with you a little bit late dave had to go to the dock we're all good though right we're all good we're all good right now. Yeah, we got some further tests to evaluate some things. Um, somebody already hit me in in the chat. Uh, hope Dave's heart is okay after Jessica broke it yesterday. It wasn't <laughs> yesterday. It was Monday, Mr. C, but good call. Yes, we're good to go. We're ready to go. We got a show to do right now. But she did get double billing because it was on twice. It was on Monday and Tuesday. So she technically, he may have saw it last night and thought it was last night because it was technically last night. Damn, she, she got double. Made the debut on the radio. She made the debut on the radio. Yeah, and contract negotiations are gonna go <laughs> up. This is gonna be brutal. So we were on an hour later than normal on Sports Grid TV, and now on Sirius XM channel one fifty nine, which is Sports Grid's XM channel, ten p.m. Pacific time, one a.m. Eastern time. We are now on there again tonight. So look forward to seeing you guys on the replay for watching it. We got a lot of people in town. You went and already saw the, our, our our friends. Oh, the bread men are in. They're yeah. here. They're here. They got smooth ride on the plane, smooth ride from the airport down to the strip. The strip was not so busy right then, so they're in. They're at the Good. book trying to understand how baseball games start at 9 o'clock in the morning here. That threw them all <laughs> off. <laughs> so they had to get there, and they're like, wait, everything's going on right now. So – yeah, it was great to see them. We're going to get them signed up for the contest. This is the big push the last three days. Contest, brigade, proxy, all that other stuff is happening. People, if you're going to go to books here this weekend, I personally walked them over to set them up at another place to try to get them. You know, they got a group of eight. You can't just oh, walk into a place Sunday morning and say, hey, we're here to watch games. Do you got any seats available for eight? It's very right. difficult. Get your stuff lined up today. If you're coming to town, find your place, go see somebody. Um, handshakes work. So does cash. Load your accounts up. 
Try That's to get it all taken care of because Saturday is going to be busy. work. They do. They work. You've got the little bro with this, that, whatever. Yeah, make sure that people are good with it. Yeah. I mean, this is your, uh, in case you need evidence of one Mr. Rainmaker Lou, who won't, is he in the chat, do you know? But he's here. Oh, he, uh, there it is right there. I was just with Lou. He said, <laughs> you better get home. P. Ralt's got to be going crazy. He got class today. That's true. I said, You're right. I got to go. So we ran. Is out that of wait? Is that the what? What book is that? That's the Paris. That's the oh. Caesar's sports book at the Paris Hotel. So very cool. The doctor's office is right down around the corner from there. So I zipped over. Uh, him, Mrs. Rain, Fritzy was there. His wife, the wives went to the slots. Oh, boy, stayed in the book. I said, boy, you guys figured this Vegas trip out already. This is how it all rolls. <laughs> good, good, good. So we got a lot of things coming up here, including Alex Gold's going to stop on by uh, from 610 in Kansas City. If you guys are Chief fans, you obviously know about Alex and you probably listen to his show in, on, on 610 Sports. They're wrapping up, uh, I think, right now. So he'll be coming on here in about 15 minutes. Perfect. To come on talking about the big story that everyone is talking about right oh. now. And that is Travis Kelsey. Got hurt at practice. Dave, we've talked about line movement a lot about quarterbacks, and you've often said that a quarterback is worth about one point. No, 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 no. Quarterbacks, I mean, Patrick Mahomes could be worth seven. Okay. Yeah, quarterbacks are worth everything. A tight end's worth two points? I thought wideouts didn't no, move the you said, you said You said quarterbacks. I know, but he this line move dropped two points in the news that Kelsey was out. It went from six and a half to four and a half. This is going to be a new thing. If um, tight ends, although he is the best tight end and it affects everything they do offensively, if he's not going to play, people are going to bet the dog. It doesn't mean it's going to win, but that's going right. to dictate line movement for sure. His brother was on uh, WIP this morning in Philadelphia. He obviously plays for the, for the Eagles, offensive lineman for the Eagles. And he said that he had an injury similar that it's more about the swelling and the bone bruise as long as the ligaments are intact. And the the joke everyone's saying is that the Chiefs believe the the, the ACLs is intact. They got believe? Swe- yeah. Like, I, I, what do you mean believe? Like, we got to know, don't we? That's something we got to know, not believe. They believe it's intact. So I don't know what that really means, but to me that would lead me to believe that he's not playing tomorrow night against the Lions. <laughs> so... He will be out, and I wouldn't play him anyway. I mean, the Chiefs have got bigger aspirations than just one game and one. Who cares? It's the showcase for the league. I get it. But this is why I picked the Chiefs to not repeat because of Wait, you like knew that. Kelsey was going to get hurt. In no, practice. I just this is what happens. I, I mean, I can't wait to talk, talk to Alex about this because I was getting tweets at me um, last night. So a Chief fan said. This is the worst collection of talent an MVP candidate has had to play with since Tom Brady with the Patriots. A lot of Chief fans who were very concerned, and, and, I, and I pointed it out all summer. Look at the receiving core. If Travis Kelsey is not on that team, that, I mean, if Chris Jones holds out for a long period of time, right? Travis Kelsey misses, say he misses a month, right? get the knee right, get everything perfectly. I mean, they may win 10 games. They may be a wild card team. 10 and seven is still, I mean, it's not 12 and five, but 10 and seven is still playoffs. In this division, I don't know. So playoffs, I would, yeah, I think 10 and seven is in the conversation, not guaranteed, okay. but it's not a division winner. 
It will be in some divisions. <laughs> well, not in the West, I don't think. Not with the, the Chargers being in the division. I think the Chargers are going to win 10 games. Okay, well then it's going to come down to tiebreakers in that situation. The first order of business is we'll talk to Alex. We'll get what he knows here because the first order of business is tomorrow. We got to know if he's playing. And then the world's on the Lions anyway. So now the world's going to be even more on the Lions. It's a lot of Lions love. There's <laughs> definitely a lot of Lions love, which again, he bet against the, the Super Bowl champs. This is this is a regular thing. I mean, what is the last repeat winner? Patriots. Oh, three oh four. It's been twenty years since someone's yes. done it. Mm -hmm. I knew that. I just wanted you to say Patriots. <laughs> an excuse to get it out of the way early. Damn it! The Patriots were the last ones, and I don't think we're going to see another. I don't think we'll see another repeat. I think I didn't look. To... Did you look at the division odds swing around Ooh, a little bit? That I did not look at. I did oh, not see. I just saw that. Look at this. The game line in the total went down. Yeah, let's look at the division winners here. I guess don't you have to wait to see if Kelsey actually is hurt before you would move that number? Well, yeah, I'm seeing if someone bet it. This is oh, okay. a lot of times. You know, I mean, <laughs> look, we we have very good friends in the media that are talking about bets and stuff. People bet the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl. Like it's, it's it, people will find reasons to bet just to say they've got a really good number. And in case something crazy would happen, right. walking into a book today and betting the chargers to win the AFC West at three to one looks great. If Kelsey's hurt, like for hurt, hurt, you know, or the Broncos, even at six to one, mm -hmm. the Raiders are 17 to one at FanDuel to win a division, which is the second worst odds to win a division in all of football other than said Arizona Cardinals. So I don't think anybody's walking in today and betting the Raiders. No, not with the Chandler Jones news either that we'll get to here in a second, yep. but there's a lot of negative things going on. In the division, big expose on the history of Sean Payton that Seth Wickersham put out today on ESPN.com. The headline is that Russell Wilson got a little bit of a wake-up call from his head coach. According to the article, Sean Payton has done things like show the team a video of a Ford Bronco, a 2022 Ford Bronco, being driven off of a cliff. <laughs> He's the coach of the Broncos, guys. Oh, he's a coach. Okay, that's clever. All right. <laughs> I was like, why did he do that? What's wrong with the Ford Bronco? Gotcha. Letting the, the players know that last year is over, that that was last year's team going over the cliff. It's gone and done. Okay. And reportedly told Russell Wilson, in order to salvage his career, he needs to focus less on Russell Incorporated. And will you, sorry, Will, will you fucking stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. <laughs> That's a direct quote. It's a direct quote. Got Will working right out of the gate. Is he wrong? No, not wrong at all. He's right. He's 100% right. I just don't know how Russell Wilson's going to handle that. If he's right, he'll handle it like a pro. Is he right? Does he want to win? Or is Russ paying, playing for a paycheck and a celebrity status to go ahead and do his Mr. Unlimited videos? Just saying, he's Sierra's his wife. I mean, they are a public couple. They do a lot of things in the public eye. It's been a while since Russell Wilson's been dynamic. 
he's absolutely right. If I I don't think I don't know. Like now I think I've been saying Russ is not the same Russ, obviously, for a couple years now. Um I think he'll handle it fine. I don't I you think this is gonna be a problem? I don't know. I, I just know that the I think Sean Payton is according to the article, everyone in the building is shaking in their boots when Sean Payton's around. He is changing the culture in a massive, massive way. It's my way or get out of the way or get out. One of the two or three. Like it's it, it, this is his project. It's the last job he's going to have. Exactly. He, he knows it and he is here to win. And if you're not in lockstep, the door's right there. Go right ahead and walk out of it. Right. Done. See ya. It's simple. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. If I was on that team, I wouldn't have a problem with it. What the results last year, something had to change. Let's come in and try to win. We got a guy who's won a Super Bowl. Listen to what he says. Get on board I mean, or or just go. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's also an interesting look because – Sean Payton, we thought he'd go to the Cowboys. Sean Payton winds up going to Denver. Denver was so horrible. We're maybe seeing a little bit of a look as to why Payton went public about Nathaniel Hackett, that it was sort of part of the cleansing of the last year situation where like he wants to announce that he's the new, you know, he's the new sheriff in town. Like no one's going to do this is my way or the highway. That guy's a clown. He's out of here. You have a real coach now. You have, a, you have someone who knows what they're doing now. A grown-up is here to help you guys win. So I kind of get, even though we mocked it and made fun of it, like, oh, my gosh, coaches don't do this. You don't hear coaches toss another coach under the bus the way that Hackett got you know, killed by Peyton. I kind of see it now after reading the article. I kind of go, okay, now I sort of figure out why he did it because he's trying to mentally change his team. Does it work? I don't know, but. I, I zero don't blame him at all. Like there's no, whether it works or not, which yet to be seen, but doing the same thing wasn't going to work. Right. It's not his style. His style is different. Um, I don't know. The track record worked okay for Drew Brees. I figure it's got to at least I mean, try. This, this is the mentality that got them in trouble with bounty gate, right? This mm. arrogance, this like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Bounty gate became a thing because of it. So you could say it was a D coordinator, but it was under Sean Payton. So I, I just want, I, I wonder how the players are going to respond. Some teams would absolutely love it. Some teams might not handle it all that well. Be very curious. The year got way more interesting in Denver for me. I'm way more, I'm way more interested now to watch what I, th- I thought Denver was going to be. So, eh. but now I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Let's see how this goes. Right. I like Sean Payton too. I I give them the benefit of the doubt, at least going in. Do I think they're going to win more than nine games? No. I don't. Well, is I anyone going to win more than nine games in the division? I guess is the question. Ten? You know? I mean, Chargers now with the Chiefs. It's a very interesting division now. <laughs> I don't think the Raiders are part of it, but 
We'll talk about that. And let's get to our guy, Alex Gold. Excellent. He's in the green room, co-host of Cody and Gold, and that betting show on 610 Sports in Kansas City, a, a place I used to work way back <laughs> in the day. Let's get them all set up here. Alex, Matt, and Dave, welcome to BVB. Thanks for the time today. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, great to be on with you guys. Love the show. I've caught it a few different times. Uh, Dave, you always got me rolling sometimes. I'll never I'll never forget some of the conversations. There's one that I don't want to bring back up. That, let's just say it was something that I think your uh, maybe your sister brought up on the show once. Uh, or that it brought Meat up. Meat curtains? And, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meat curtains are a huge part of the show. Big part yeah. of the show. I, I mean, that that was an all-timer. I saw that <laughs> pop up across the timeline. I'll never forget that. We we. We joked, I joked with my co-host here about that when I had to play him the clip. It was an all-timer. Oh, it's an all-timer. And then our audience yeah. decided to take it. And now when Dave goes like this, there's a uh, <laughs> there's a roast beef sandwich. That Can't even believe it. So oh. it's, it's quite it's quite entertaining. Yes, that is an outstanding BVB historical clip. <laughs> Alex, uh, obviously everyone's wondering about the knee situation for Travis Kelsey. You guys, I'm assuming, spent your entire show talking about this. But opener tomorrow night, is he playing? Yeah, I still don't think he's playing, despite what Jason Kelsey, his own brother, had to say, which is, I think, you know, he's good to go. I mean, we, well, none of us are doctors here, but when you have hyperextended knee and knee inflammation or swelling 48 hours before the game, I, I just don't, one, know how you can play. And two, if I'm the Chiefs, you know you're playing not just 17 games. You know you're playing a game or two at minimum every year, if not three, in the postseason. Why push this thing? You get the 10 days after week one, so I think your target has to be week two. I mean, they, they avoided disaster of, uh, you know, a three-month-long injury. Everything seems to be that it's intact ligament-wise, no ACL injury. But I, I still don't think he's playing tomorrow night, guys. I really don't. And I think there's an opportunity for a couple players to really step up, not only the backup tight end uh, like Noah Gray, who I thought, you know, maybe this year would also take on an increased role anyway if you're keeping an eye on some of his prop bets just because – uh, at his age, to me, if you're Kelsey and if you're the Chiefs, what I just said about how many games you're playing, I want to make sure he's fresh later on in the season. I think they need to ease back on some of the targets for him. Uh, this might actually force them to start thinking about doing that more. Alex, some of us play doctors on this show. This guy right here, I call him <laughs> Dr. Perot every once in a while. But what are the expectations in Kansas City and for the Chiefs? Because defending Super Bowl champs, the standard has been set, and there's people writing articles that this is the worst collection of talent for an MVP since Tom Brady. P. Road always finds a way to work Brady and the Patriots into Alex the knows. show. Of course he does. <laughs> What's the expectations going right now? I mean, they're the favorite to win a division, obviously the betting favorite to win a Super Bowl. Is that the feeling there and in the building? Yeah, I mean, it's been this way for a couple of years now. When you have Mahomes and, and Andy Reid together, I think it is Super Bowl or bust no matter what. That's just the, the realm that they have put themselves in. Whether we think that it should be that, I think that's just reality. I, I don't know if there'll be many times, if you guys had me on every year right before the season, how many times I would tell you that the fan base and the mood in Kansas City, as long as Mahomes is entering a season healthy, that it's not Super Bowl or bust. I think the only time that it won't be that is let's fast forward three or four years from now. Maybe Andy Reid retires at that point. That's when I would start to have serious questions about what things could look like when we have a coaching change, taking a look at this football team. Um, for the record, I, I don't have the chiefs uh, in the Super Bowl this year. I don't. And, and, and not a popular opinion here in Kansas city. Ooh. I think there's a lot of, you know, historical reason to that and just how difficult it is to go back to back. I also 
have some questions about uh, what the seeding could be now that Chris Jones is going to miss at least this game tomorrow, if not beyond. He spoke for the first time, actually, at a charity event today with this contract mess. You know, he said he's willing to wait till week eight. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl without him. And so you say, okay, well, they can win games without him. I'm with you, but there's a chance, guys. I think this Chris Jones holdout could cost them the number one seed and push, you know, a team like the Jags or somebody else towards the win mark that's going to take, you know, 13 plus. And maybe the Chiefs are sitting there at, at 12 wins and it doesn't get them the one seed. Yeah, Alex, I was going to go there because the, the tweet that Dave was referencing, it comes from a, from a Chief fan, not media member, but a Chief fan who uh, I, I writes a lot about the Chiefs on online says Brady has never, Brady has never in his career played with as bad of a roster as Mahomes will on Thursday. Now, it, that's hyperbole, I get it. But when you look at the receiving core, Kelsey not being there, Chris Jones not being there, what are their chances on Thursday? Everyone likes the Lions. Are you guys concerned? Because the Patriots had this on a Thursday night, dropped the banner, everyone celebrates, and they lost. This has been, in recent memory, we've seen teams who have done this and lost on Thursday night since they did this you know, opening night for the NFL. Can the Lions win tomorrow night? The Lions definitely can win this game. You know, I, I do still think it's going to be Kansas City, and I'll give you a couple reasons why. But, I mean, the, the Lions, and first and foremost, their formula is they protect Jared Goff. I don't know how Kansas City is getting pressure on Goff. That's my biggest concern. It's not the mm. Chiefs' offense. It's not that, you know, the Sky Moore step up. Is, is Kadarius Tony playing, and can he be a difference maker? To me, it's whether or not Jared Goff is standing there all day long without any pressure, and the corners, even though I think Trent McDuffie and Legereus Sneed, who, by the way, Sneed, hasn't practiced a whole lot the last month. He's dealing with some knee inflammation for Kansas City in their secondary. Can the secondary hold up against Amon Ross, St. Brown and company? I think we're in for a shootout. Uh, the question is, at any time, can guys like Karloftis, a second-year defensive end for Kansas City, there's you know there's no Charles and Menahue. He's out the first six games on top of Chris Jones being out for tomorrow night. So I just wonder if they can get pressure on Goff. I think we're in for a shootout, um, but it's not the offense. I, I do think with Mahomes and Andy Reid, um, Andy Reid's training camps are as tough as anybody in football. And some people will say, well, who cares? What's the big deal? I really do think that's why you take a look at the, the history of their success in the month of September, both straight up and against the spread. And as you guys, I'm sure, have talked about yeah. in these week one games, I think there's a reason for that. It's not just having Mahomes, but I think his team is more prepared right out of the gate than others. And if there was another coach that I think might actually go with that old school mentality, though, of camp, I think Dan Campbell might be the, one of the other coaches that does. Who's the biggest threat in the division, Alex? Is it, I mean, it's obviously the Chargers. Can we consider Denver at all? We're in Vegas. Season wins is so low. There's the, the, the expectations for the Raiders are going to be closer to the bottom of the league than even, you know, contending for the division. Is it the Chargers? Is it that easy? Is there anyone else in the AFC that, you know, they're concerned about in Kansas City? In that division, I mean, like you guys said about the, the Raiders there, I mean, I think the Raiders are going under their win total of six and a half. I'm not concerned yeah. about them whatsoever. The, the Chargers are the team for the last couple of years. Everybody's tried to, to crown and, and put above Kansas City. And if you just look on paper, they got like a top five roster, I believe, in the NFL. They should be a 11 or 12 win team. They probably would in most divisions, but we know... You know, they have not been able for seven straight years, anybody in that division, to get over the hump. And there always seems to be something that comes up, you know, right when everybody started to really buy into the Chargers. It's injuries. It's Brandon Staley, who I'm not a believer in. That's my biggest issue, honestly, guys, with the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. 
I like Quinton Johnston. I would have loved him in Kansas City, the rookie pick. And obviously we know what Austin Eckler can do in that offense. I think the offense can can actually get full potential off Herbert now that Kellen Moore is the OC. But it's hard for me to bet on a Chargers team that uh, still hasn't shown time and time out when, when they actually have uh, a, a decent position at times in the middle of the season to actually get a leg up on Kansas City. They can't close the deal. And then the rest of the division, I mean, Mahomes, you guys know, hasn't lost on the road yet. It's going to happen at some point, but it hasn't. And I think it's two division losses from Patrick Mahomes at this point, period, Ever. at home and one to the Chargers. I mean, or both to the Chargers, I'm sorry. Uh, the Raiders and Broncos haven't beat Mahomes at home, at, at, at Arrowhead. So it's hard for me to, to think anybody other than Kansas City is winning this division. But yeah, the Chargers are the the biggest threat. I think the Chargers are a wild card team, a 10 win team uh, that could push to 11. And I, I think the Chiefs are once again going to be right above that win total, probably about a, a 12 win team, as long as Chris Jones doesn't miss seven weeks. You know, that's mm. that's a serious impact for, for the win total. If you're going to take the over for the Chiefs, I, I think you have to hope Chris Jones is only missing a game or two, not the first seven, which is something he's threatened that he's willing to do. Mm. I think, didn't Derek Carr beat? Mahomes at Arrowhead once. I think oh, it's maybe a, maybe it was you know, maybe it was the regular yeah yeah. It wasn't regular season. He did it once, but it's really rare. I mean, the, the, the Raiders yeah. don't win that yeah. game at Arrowhead. And, you know, almost every single year they lose. What about the seating? Like, let's just say Jones does hang out, hold out until I don't know, week six, week seven. The Patriots every cha- every time they won a championship, it was the one seed or the two seed. If they're a wild card team, can Casey get here to Vegas? Mahomes hasn't played a road playoff game yet. I mean, that's what's wild. It's nuts that he hasn't even had to go on the road. Now, I'm not saying, of course, he can win on the road. I mean, I, you know, to what success rate we'll, we'll see as his career moves on. Um, but Kansas City, you know, they they haven't been the one seed every single year during this this little run they've been on the last four or five years. I mean, we know, I think it was Tennessee a couple of years ago was that one seed. They did what I think the Jags could do this year, rack up a bunch of wins in a crappy division, end up, I think they're 10 to one. The Jags are this year to be the number one seed in the AFC and the Titans lost early and the Chiefs still ended up hosting the, the AFC title game. So I don't think they have to be the one seed necessarily to, to get there. But to your point, the wild card, I mean, that, that's just a whole new territory that nobody here since Patrick Mahomes has, has been in charge running the thing uh, has had to go through. You know, I think certainly there's more challenging road games to, to go to. I mean, if you told me that their road game was Jacksonville, and the mm-hmm. wild card round, you know, that's probably even though, you know, Jacksonville, I think will rack up a bunch of wins. It's different than going to Buffalo uh, in, in the wild card round or something. So I would have to probably see who the opponent is. But um, that would be kind of a fun. Chiefs fans don't want to hear it, but kind of a fun <laughs> new element to the Mahomes legacy. All right. You've said, oh, well, he's always playing at home. He's always going. He's got Arrowhead. What happens when he has to go on the road? And at some point, he's going to have a chance to prove that. And maybe that is this year. Last one for me, Alex, before P. Ralt wraps it up. What's it like being in Kansas City? I see the side behind you, home of the Royals. What's what's it like to 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 be in a city with a baseball team like that? Because I'm from Pittsburgh, and it's been years, other than a little window pocket here and there, where your team is just you can't win. You you, you want to go to the ballpark and enjoy the games, and they just never win. What's it like doing radio and shows and stuff in a city that's like that? Yeah, we, we've talked less Royals this year than we have in a long time. We, we we carry the Royals games on our station. We have the GM comes on every two weeks. We got a good relationship with uh, one of their, their their young players, Vinny Pasquantino, who unfortunately has been out for the year, but he's a great personality. He's fantastic. Huge Jets fan, so we're having some fun with him for in a couple of weeks when the Chiefs take on the Jets. But from a, you know, from a, 
a baseball perspective, there hasn't been one game other than opening day where we actually like talked about what occurred in like the ninth inning or something. You know what I mean? It just hasn't mattered. They've been, you know, they, they've been so far out of it from the very beginning. There's been some moments, you know, Bobby Wood Jr., a really yep. young, promising piece that's been incredible this year. Cole Reagan's, I don't know if you guys He's have been amazing. Him at all. Yeah. Reagan's has been yeah, awesome. I mean, his this, big prop over every game. Just been his yeah. big prop over. It's been ridiculous. He's been as good as anybody in baseball here recently, and that was a midseason trade. So there's some promise there, um, but there's a lot of fan apathy. I mean, the attendance has been dreadful. Uh, what's interesting here, just to fill you in behind the scenes a little bit, is they're trying to get a, a new stadium here. And so you have a, a baseball team that is struggling, to say the least, worst team in baseball, along with the A's. And there's potentially in the next six months, maybe, going to be a ballot measure um, to vote. And there's a couple different sites downtown or, an, or another site that are competing with each other. And they're going to end up getting this new stadium. It's going to happen. I was going to say, wait, they're not moving to Vegas, are they? Because the A's are moving <laughs> to Vegas. You tell me the Royals might be moving to Vegas instead. I'm like what the hell's going on? Yeah. Fortunately, this is a local ownership, um, mm. so, you know, and, and there's yeah. never been a threat uh, whatsoever for that. In fact, his selling point for this stadium um, other than claiming to put more money back in the team with new revenue. And that'll, we'll see if that actually happens, but ha- has been, you know, that they want to lock in a lease for 50 years in Kansas city to make sure that whenever he does sell the team, you know, 20 years from now, that it makes it very difficult to leave. So I, I think overall, it's actually a good ownership group. Um, they're going to have to, I think to help with the vote though, go out and spend some money and make some moves this off season. If you want to get people on your side, because right now it just seems like it's a billionaire asking for, a bunch of money from the public for a bad baseball team. And a lot of people believe that, Hey, show me you can win before we'll, we'll build a new stadium. I don't, you know, that's usually not how it works, right? It should work that way, but that's just not how it works. <laughs> $2 billion stadium that they want to build in downtown Kansas city. would be pretty cool. The, the, the specs yeah. are pretty neat as to what they would do if they get it, if they get to replace Kaufman. All right. We'll get you here on this. Watch the Netflix documentary. I still have a, t- a difficult time with Mrs. Mahomes. She just, she's just rubs me the wrong way, but it was really interesting to see how, at least what they showed, that the Burrowhead stuff really pissed off the Chiefs. They really did not like the fact that they ran around, that the mayor did it in, in Cincinnati. The Bengals play at Arrowhead Stadium on New Year's Eve. Ooh. What is that oh, game yeah. going to be like? And is that the big rival? I mean, are the Bengals the hated team in Kansas City? No question, man. Yeah, they've surpassed the Bills. You know, the Bills have won at Arrowhead multiple times in the regular season, but Kansas City has taken care of them in the postseason, and there's almost this feeling that Cincinnati's leapfrogged them in the pecking order of of challengers, even though Buffalo could come to Arrowhead again this year and and win in the regular season, but they kind of have been pushed aside, and I think Josh Allen is still great, and they are a team that's going to factor into the conversation. But yeah, it's it's the trash talk that wasn't occurring with the Bills. You know, it's it's not just Cincinnati beating the Chiefs in an AFC title game the year prior, of course, which is going to fuel anything. But it's the trash talk. I mean, it's the Pat Who stuff from Jamar Chase, Ooh. Mahomes responding back with the photo with the rings. I mean, it, you know, you remember some of this stuff with, with Brady and Gronk a little bit. And it was, I mean, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that fuels this rivalry. So there's no doubt it is Cincinnati and Hopefully that's a game that we're talking about, you know, for the number one seed or, or whatever it may be at that point in time, if both quarterbacks are healthy. But that's going to be that's going to be wild. Yeah, there's no doubt that's a team Chiefs fans really can't stand right now. Very cool. Alex, for folks, we have a lot of Midwest people who watch the show and listen yes. to the show. If they so, want to get in touch with your stuff, how can they do so? 
Yeah, appreciate it, guys. So on, on X or on Twitter, whatever we're calling it these days, uh, at Alex Gold. Uh, and then locally on the radio, I'm on 10 to 2, uh, 610 Sports Radio. And then, as you mentioned, I do uh, that betting show here locally. And then I do some work for BetQL on the weekends, Countdown 2, uh, which simulcasts over on CBS Sports Radio. So I appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Matt. It's been a while, Good man. to you, man. Congrats Good on all your success nice in, in KC. Enjoy the football season. should be a lot of fun tomorrow night at Arrowhead. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for Alex. letting us behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Gold Dude. from 610 Sports joining us here on the Bostonian versus the Good oh, Book. Great. Good stuff to get that. So you, that, obviously you're now a legend. So that's what that means. Meet curtains, Mikey. Awesome. You got people paying attention in Kansas City to your meat curtain. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's, listen, if you guys don't know show. what that inside joke is, you have to go back and find it because it's too tremendous. Be on the Discord channel. You can't go a day without seeing somebody reference it. So <laughs> bbbshow.com is the Discord channel for you guys on XM who haven't been on it before. Come on over onto our Discord channel and you will see Mikey Awesome's incredible video work. If that, that's what we're calling it. I don't know. GIF work. Get Arby's for lunch, actually. No, Jeez, you just said that. I'm getting Arby's for lunch. Just, I am. <laughs> just decided right now. What are we doing? <laughs> Well, from that conversation right on to it, because there are three players, all defensive stars, who could miss week one. So it's Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, and Brian Burns. Nick Bosa of the Niners, he wants a lot of money, and they owe him. They, they should pay him what he wants. Brian Burns is the captain of the defense for the Carolina Panthers, 16th pick in the 2019 draft. So he wants more money because his fifth-year option got picked up. And Chris Jones of the Chiefs, he wants a lot of money. And he, as you heard Alex say, he's willing to forfeit a half a million dollar signing bonus, workout bonus, to get a deal that he may hold out for until week eight. Do defensive players matter to you from a line perspective? I think it all depends. I, it, You know, when we've seen it with TJ Watt in Pittsburgh. They're different when he's not in. Yeah, Are these other teams different. We'd have to have some serious discussions right now without seeing anything. Oh, breaking news. Bosa just signed his deal. Thank you, DJ and Ford TW. Well, Five years, 170 million. There we go. So and Nick Superbook just went to two and a half. Bam. Just like that. Up or down? Went to two and a half. It was, it was two? two. Okay. Chiefs everywhere. Oh, sorry. Is two. St Steelers are playing to the Niners. On Saturday or Sunday, yeah, Steelers, rather. Steelers at home on Sunday to the Niners. So now we know Bosa's playing. Somebody's going to lay it. Somebody just did. They moved the number to two and a half. Um, expect that to happen in the next 10 minutes. And yeah, other five places. years, $170 million. Woo, baby. He got paid. So has he been practicing or no? No, he's been out. No, he's been not in camp at all. So you just show up on Wednesday. It's Defensive guys. Yeah, you go play. Absolutely. Burns would do the same thing. Jones would do the same thing. The quarterback, kill the quarterback. Your job is to kill the quarterback. You don't have to do much. Kill, kill the quarterback. Yes. Pin your ears back and go. That's a fun job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a fun job. Yeah. You don't got to know much. I mean, you got to read keys, I guess. You can, like, you know, backs out of the backfield or getting chipped with a tight end or something. But, you know, your job is to go find the ball. <laughs> plant a forearm shiver in a guy's chest and then do the swim the move around them and then go get the quarterback, but don't hit the quarterback too hard. Right. Don't hit him low. Definitely don't hit him when he releases the ball or high stop. Yeah. Stay away from his head. Right. I mean, I, I would say conditioning might be the most biggest concern for these guys, but these are our elite athletes. Like, they yeah. might be slow for a game, and they'll be good to go. Circuit just went to two from one and a half, so 
the market Everyone's, will yeah. readjust right now. Totals 41 and a half. Circa moved it a half a point down to 41. Oh, okay. I mean, how much lower can that go? It's really low. Is that <laughs> the lowest total of the week? I don't think uh, so. Tennessee and New Orleans is also 41. Yeah. Arizona, Washington, 38. So let's talk about that. Cardinals oh. could start Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs versus Washington. Now, <laughs> Hold on. Um, is Clayton Toon? Who is yeah, that? Exactly. This is, you've heard this. Know. I'm going to tip my cap and give this to Derek Stevens from Circus Sports. He has been going on all over the place. I have seen him say this at least five times that the number one pick in week one for Survivor will be the Washington Commanders. And there really isn't any other time in the season you want to take the Washington Commanders but week one. Because you have to, you don't have to use everybody. DGen 4TW said Dobbs is named the starter. You're frozen. Snap your fingers. Oh, come back, P Roll. Hold on. One face. We're back. Oh, you're back. Okay. Uh, I didn't hear words you said. Neither did he. Was, he was named the starter, or he might be named the starter. I don't know. This is, Says this Dobbs is the named the starter, DGen 4TW. Again, guys. I don't know. Yeah, I need to do me a favor and cite that because I know the rumor was it appears the Cardinals will start Dobbs, but we don't, they haven't, the Cardinals haven't said anything. Okay. So unless the Cardinals said it, if they said it just now, that they're starting Dobbs, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care who is Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs. Dobbs is a fifth round pick. Toon, I think, is an undrafted free agent. Tyler, so, Tyler Wyatt, yeah. who's I can see in the chat. Hi, Tyler. Good to see you, sir. He said, Put some respect on that man's name. He's the pride of Houston, Clayton Toon. We get tuned up in this game by that defensive line. Oh, that was too easy. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> that D-line for Washington is going to feast on that guy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Everyone. Do I you want to pay a dime to get in this contest in the first week? You're going to pick Washington Commanders. This is the strategy. In a three-point spread. Okay, so oh, yesterday. No, seven. I'm sorry. Seven. So we talked We we talked to David from SoCal yesterday. Came okay. in. He signed up with 10 survivors. Yep. Okay. So he came in. You don't have, if you have one team, I'm with you. If you have 10, you're trying to win the whole thing. Yes, I'm using Washington for at least two or three of the teams if I have 10. If I have five, I'm doing it for half. It's the path to get there. They lose, they lose. Like I, uh, when it comes to a survivor contest, winning, losing in week one or losing in week fifteen, it doesn't really matter, except unless you're going to hedge off of it. Like losing is losing to me. So if you're trying to win the thing, getting a team like Washington off the board. Okay. okay. So, uh, Tyler, thank you. Right. The team has not officially done this. So Cardinals coach didn't want to name a starter, but reports are saying it's Joshua Dobbs. Okay. But we don't, I mean, the team has not said publicly that it's either or. And on game day, who knows? This is the first year coach. Did you see what Pat and the boys did to that guy? No, I did not. (laughs) They did a me with Jonathan Gannon. They played Jonathan Gannon's like pregame pep talk to his team. It was, it was like... (laughs) Everyone was oh, like, yeah. that one that ran last week. 
like it was like let's go guys we're here to play here's how we're going to do it we're looking for it and <laughs> they were all like doesn't that make you want to run through a wall for that guy <laughs> like the, the librarian is not going to get you fired up to play right. like, you should have a fire in your belly there should be a fire in your belly <laughs> like there was no rah-rah speech so I, I'm not putting it past this guy that on game day to wake up and be like, ah, let's just play Clayton tune. They are tanking. So obviously it's amazing. I don't know. It's, it seems like them or the Ravens are the obvious choices. Washington Ravens are 10 point favorites. And I, I saw a stat that's not good for the Ravens when they've been double digit favorites in week one. They haven't covered very often. <laughs> I mean, for the survivor. Right. Yes. Right. Ravens or, or Washington. But do you want to blow the Ravens in week one? I want to win. Okay. I just want to win. I'm not worried Fair. about saving anybody. I'm with you. I think that's, for, uh, for that's a good angle. I agree. Survive in advance. Want. But I mean, Derek's opinion is you should reverse engineer the entire season. Right. You should go that's, back to week 20 and go yeah. back and figure out who you're going to use all the way through. And that's how you get to Washington in week number one. It makes perfect sense. It does. Until the Cardinals and Clayton Toon has a great game and, and they takes out half of the contest. This will be this will be close to half the picks. They it should be because they can't. The Cardinals are not winning this game. The Cardinals are going to win two or three games this year. And in week one, no, everyone's healthy. Everyone's there. Everyone's fresh for the Commanders. No, <laughs> no, Man. Cardinals are not winning. I don't know about covering the seven points, but the Cardinals are not winning. Would you use Seattle at home against the Rams? Another one that's good. Yep. I'm sneakily really high on Seattle. Jackson and Jigba's playing. They got three. Really Minnesota against Tampa? No. Can't use that game? I would not at home in a home opener against look, Tampa? Look, I bet, I bet the under six and a half wins for Tampa, I need to see – I want to make sure I'm right <laughs> on Tampa. Right. I want right. to watch this and make sure that they're going to be as bad as I think they're going to be. Guys, it's only Wednesday, but put your put your favorite pick, everyone in the chat. Because we're doing this Friday. I didn't even tell you this. We're doing this on Friday. We're doing what? We're gonna you and I are each gonna do a survivor contest, not for money, just here on the on the show. We're okay. gonna go through it. We're gonna just go through it and see how long we can how, how long we can stay upright. Um we also, if we're going to do that season win contest, we have to talk about it tonight and then do it tomorrow. The one we were going to do for the brigade, can't the do lawyers, it. we can't do. We, yeah. we, we, I mean, like, if there's a vote, we can do it, but you can't do it for money. So, like, I can put it in a, the under me as the other, you know, BBB brigade two. Right, but it will be, but the money has to come to us. If we anything gets won by it. Right. We can't, we, we can't. You guys can't win any money because it's it no, was a huge red if, flag. Right. So we got the stop sign put up. So apologize yeah. to everybody for even. I mean, it was a good idea and it, it was. still is a good idea. You guys can compete. And then what we can do is maybe, you know, have a party with it or something. Right. I don't know. Highest paid player in uh, deep as a player in the history of the league. Nick Bosa's contract. Really? He just got paid. <laughs> he just got paid. Holy. Highest paid defensive player in the history of the nfl nick wow, jacksonville was mr c's pick but it's ravens 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 washington the bills wow justin 
Elkins going on a limb with the Bills. Against? The Jets on Monday night. Okay. Wow. No At thank the you. Jets. No thank Damn, you. Son, that's, if that's... you think that, just put $1,000 down money line on the Bills because that's – wow. No. I don't like the Bills, but I'm not, I'm not betting the Jets for a while. I want to see. You have to have a lot of data gathering for the New York Jets to find out what they're going to be. Wow. Uh, weird deal here in here in Vegas. Chandler Jones, who arguably is the second most important defensive player on the Raiders' defense behind Max Crosby, is AWOL. He's not with the team. The team is playing Denver in week one. It's a division game. It's important for the Raiders. They are going to be, right now, one of the worst teams in the AFC, unless things are going to be very different. They have the talent to be different. If Garoppolo really plays well, offensive line protects, defense can stop anybody. But without Chandler Jones, this is not a good situation. And yesterday, Josh McDaniels wouldn't even address it, saying it's a personal matter. On social media, though, Chandler Jones is really mad at the head coach. <laughs> it's not good. Has he been in camp? or he's He been- has. He left camp, yes. He left the team, I think, on Tuesday morning. He left the team. Yikes. What right. is that total? Uh, 44. Wow. Mine's only three and a half. What does that say about Denver? We don't know yet. The Raiders, like, I, I, this is the first year in like three over. years. This is the first year in three years. I'm not betting the Raiders over their win total. Cause I don't, I don't know, but. They could mm. be sneaky. They could go seven and ten. Sneaky is seven and ten. Sneaky's yeah. nine and eight. No, but sneaky is beating teams when you're not supposed to win a game, and they they'll win a game. They'll be that a tougher happens. out every, than people. Every think. team usually rises up and does that. Right. Once, so, but. I mean, if you if you win more than six and a half games, you win you win seven games. I think from a Josh McDaniel standpoint, if he does win, if he wins eight games, I think he's not going to have the heat this offseason on him. I think it would just be business as usual. Mm. Okay. The Raiders are mediocre. We want to next year. It's, I, I feel bad for guys like Devonte Adams who came here thinking that they were going to do something big playing with Derek Carr, big contract. And you know that everyone, if, if the Raiders are like one in five at the trade deadline, oh. you, you know, everyone's going to say, oh. go to New York, trade him to New York, put him with Rogers if you're the Jets, do everything. Give the Raiders whatever you want. Like, give them everything. Give them the next five first-round picks you have. Go if ahead. If the Jets are three and four, still do that? I don't know. Good question. If, if they have a losing record after the first six, I forget which week is the trade deadline. Like, week seven, week eight is the trade deadline? Right around Halloween, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I just think if the Jets are, yeah, I don't if they're good or bad, I think you're going to hear a clamoring. It's all about the Raiders. If the Raiders are bad, you're going to hear Jet fans and Jet media say, go get Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, get the band back together. Get the band back together. They put up a bunch of numbers in Green Bay, put them together in New York and watch them what they, you know, watch what they'll go ahead and do. I mean, you put Devontae Adams back with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I might actually come around and say the Jets are going to be good. <laughs> Showtime. Yeah. I mean, that would Showtime. be unfair because the receivers the other receivers are going to be wide open because you're going to double Devonte and you're going to have garrett wilson and company running around free and they got the running back yeah and they got that's 
multiple backs now, right? If they got him. I mean, if I were the Jet, that's what I would do. The Raiders can't trade Adams right now because that's punting on the season. He's the only real star player they've got. (laughs) It's a big, I mean, that would be bad for the Raiders. One star just came in the chat and said, if the Raiders win more than six games, I'll go streaking down Las Vegas Boulevard to celebrate. I'm going to hold you to that, bud. One star running down the strip. I'm gonna I'm gonna come and tape Swang it. it. I'm gonna come and tape it because <laughs> <laughs> it could happen, dude. That could happen. I I, I wouldn't announce that if I were you. That would be. I just did. <laughs> Sorry, one star. I don't know. You just announced it, so maybe uh, we'll just play the trumpet walking down Las Vegas Boulevard. Streaking think, trumpet think guy walks down rather. to celebrate his season. Okay, here's win. the thing, though. You have to be. You you could be naked, except you have to wear a BVB hat. Got to have a BVB hat on. Takes the show to a whole nother level. <laughs> as long as long as you got the B, you could be buck naked running down the strip, but you have to have a BVB hat on. That's that's the caveat. Just a quick sprint, and then we'll hold up curtains at the end. <laughs> he can run right into the meat curtains, and then we'll close the curtains. Goodness gracious! Can you imagine? Oh, that would be t- you know we we'd alert all the TV news media. Be like, hey, by the way, a guy who lost a bet on a show is having to go streak because the Raiders won seven games. <laughs> got to keep that in the. You got to keep that in the annals, Mikey. You got to keep that on record, okay? Because if keep we're gonna, the, what's your Discord channel? Again? September 6, twenty twenty three. One star said he will streak if the Raiders win seven games. He's going <laughs> buck wild. Completely nature bound. How he came into the to the world. Oh, he will he do that. Just, he just said, "What part of the body is the BVB hat on?" Oh, good idea. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I actually like it over that part of his body. I prefer it over the, the over the groin region. That would actually be okay because everyone's going to look at the groin region. They'll stare at the BVB hat. It'd be great. I'm okay have, with that. Cover it up. Get him a bucket hat. <laughs> get him a bucket. <laughs> I don't know. Are you allowed to do that? Can you streak without getting arrested on the strip naked? Is it allowed? You're going to have to ask some guys. I don't know. <laughs> ask don't know. the F1 people. Hey, can we run a guy naked down your road? <laughs> Just quick. It's not going to be long. Just a quick sprint. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, like most things with guys. Uh, it- <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I need listening glasses for you, Dave. American Gaming Association is projecting that 73.5 million Americans will bet on the NFL season. That is 28% of adults in the United States plan to bet this season. Among those considering themselves NFL fans, 37% plan to place at least one wager on the league coming up this year. 30% of the league, Dave, that is nearly one in four one in three of NFL football fans will bet this year on NFL football. Do you even remotely believe that this number is accurate? I'm going to call Casey myself. (laughs) Say, where did you get this number? Like that's a lot of people. Now, what does bet mean? like a betting app or being in a block pool or a survivor pool or a local pick em pool at the barber shop. Does that all count? Because if that counts, we got a shot because I've done contests 
you know, like my friend, uh, Michelle, the principal, I call her, she's, she's in a, a, a league with the teachers. Okay. And she texts me and she listens to this show now, watches nice. this show in cash considerations in years past for the picks. She's like, I really want to, I need to know what the spreads are. So people may get involved, but hold on. If you're talking about betting apps and phones and actually like walking into a book and making a bet, sorry, Will, there's no fucking way that this number is even close to the number. It's just not. So here is what uh, an article that came out on front office sports citing the AGA, which is weird. I normally get these sent to me. I think it must be in my spam file because I didn't get this. I didn't get this. Normally the AGA sends me these things directly, but uh, 73 million is nearly one third of the U S adult population. If this number would be accurate. So this is an, a study from the American, a new study from the American gaming association, 73.5 million adults equal 28% of adults, blah, blah, blah. Huge 57.7% increase from the AGA survey ahead of last year. The 2023 number includes those who plan to make informal wagers among friends, fantasy leagues, and betting pools, but still 49.7 million American adults, 19%, plan to place a bet online or at a casino or with a bookie this season. Within that figure, 31. percent Sorry, 35.1%, 14% plan to bet online. 13.6 million, 5% will do so at a physical sports book, leaving approximately 1% to bet with a bookie, which is an absolute fucking lie. <laughs> that is such, those people are like, uh, I'm going to go do it in person and only 1% are going to bet with a bookie. Come on, bro. What are we doing? Are That's a lie. People? Like, That's a lie. They, did they call the bookies and ask them? <laughs> like, did, they, did, they, did they call the guys that might be answering the phones or setting them up with the council and this other stuff? Like, I just don't understand how many people did they ask this question to and how many people say, oh, absolutely, I'm betting with a bookie. I've been betting with the same guy 18 years. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> Mark me down. I'm Tim in Ohio, and I bet with Mark at the bar. Uh, $16 billion is, was projectedly bet on last year's Super Bowl, according to the AGA. $16 billion. That's one of those, I'm going to go and grab one real high up and pull it out of my butt. Well, we get, <laughs> we get to see all the legal handle. Right. The sports they mean in totality. Well, then, yeah, then we just multiply it times 10 or 50.4 million bettors. On the game. 5-0? 50.4 million bettors on the Super Bowl. 16 billion in handle. Ultimately, 100 million in sports bets, trend, uh, sports betting transactions were made. 100 million. According to the AJ. I have no idea how they found that number. That's a very interesting survey. I know, like, we used to do 15 million on the Super Bowl with all the props and everything else. Okay. And like that was our number 10 to 15, depending on if it was a good matchup, if we had a couple big people come in and bet a half a million on the game or bet a million on the game, done all that. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not so much like they can pull the numbers uh, amount of money out of wherever, but for them to make this, this is a big leap. Like this is a pretty strong sales pitch that the number of people doing it. If you do a block pool for a fundraiser for a softball team, right? Account. Are you now wagering on the Super Bowl? Does because that was like the Vegas hustle for a lot of the travel ball organizations and stuff is let's do a square pool. Let's do a block pool, you know, for, to raise money and half goes to the organization and half goes to the prize pot. Everybody throws in 20 bucks, buys a block, boom, boom, boom. You sell multiple block pools. Is that count? I guess so. Yes. I don't know how to get the bookie number. That is impressive. Like I, I just don't want, I can't believe 1% of people said they would. I figured that to be zero. I don't know any bookies. You know any bookies? I don't know anybody. <laughs> Telling of themselves. I don't know. It, it, this is a tweet that came out. Somebody in the chat just said, what is the overall sample size? So I was looking for the actual study, and I can't actually find the study. So that should I'll... come right at the top. This study was done by asking 2,000 people by phone only. I think well the survey would but like the article is is starting is, is sorting um, or citing excuse me a tweet from the American Gaming Association that has a breakout of the actual survey not the survey itself. So the I'm results. looking the results right. So I'm looking for the actual survey which normally gets sent to me in my junk file but it's I, I can't find Your it. Your junk though. file even rejected it. Right. So I'll go and try to find the actual survey here for tomorrow and give you some more data on it. But it's a good question because my my gut tells me you're right with the number. Normally, this is a 2,000 person phone survey that they do. They just call up random people. Yeah. It's, it, Are you going to bet this year? Um, I don't know. Maybe. If you yeah. do, who's it going to be with? Uh, I don't know. A bookie? <laughs> like, right, wait, yeah. what? That's not happening. Come yeah. On. Jimmy down the street. <laughs> right. He takes yeah. teasers and they're only 120. My brother's a my brother's a teaser, a, a bookie. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. It's, the numbers it, are again. We're gonna see everything is all coming to. Like the preseason is over. Today's the last day that there's no NFL football for six months. I mean, mm -hmm. we got the Super Bowl here. We're gonna hear again. I hate to use that like. Like we're in the echo chamber because it is our world, but we pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. I don't know how many more people are paying attention to it now than we're last year, than we're the year before. The new biggest new states that are on for football season for the first time are Massachusetts and Kentucky. Like, how many more people are betting? How many right. more people live in those states? And they were already betting, they're just betting at a different shop. Fair. Uh, Colorado has sold over 400,000 in tickets since the upset of TCU. The schools had seen a massive three-day ticket surge following Deion Sanders' debut victory. Tell us, spokesperson told Front Office Sports, getting tickets for Colorado's home opener Saturday against Nebraska are the most expensive than all of week one games in the NFL. According to a sports book offshore, the Nebraska-Colorado game is on pace to be the most heavily bet college football regular season game ever. That's fantastic for Handel. That, if you'd have told me 
before the season that the Colorado-Nebraska game would be on pace to be the most handle just this week, I would have been impressed. It, just right this now, season. There's only one game that has a higher handle individually. It's only one game on the NFL slate that has more tomorrow night. Well, yeah, that's a time-sensitive thing. Yep. So yeah, it'll be as of right once the game Thursday goes off, the Colorado Nebraska game will have a larger handle than all the week one games in the NFL. Well, and again, it's a competitive spread. It's three. He captivated the entire country. News stories, not just sports, not just betters. This has everybody waiting to see what happens on Saturday. And now you have the ability to bet your opinion from your phone immediately. So the handle should be up. Now, will it be the biggest handle game of the weekend? Probably not. The really? Dallas, no, the Dallas and the Giants Sunday night with all the handle combined, the parlays that roll to Sunday night football. Sunday night football is gigantic. Okay. It is just, it is so big. I don't know if, uh, I don't the know. the biggest handled game in regular season history at certain books that's once what's that number going to be 500 million oh i don't know i mean what's a book aga it's it all depends i mean you can handle it's our our friends down south it's it's one of the biggest shops down south i know i gotta talk to bernsey or or or, uh or dave and find out he's dave's the one that dave's the one that tweeted it out yesterday I saw it. I, I haven't heard from them yet, but that's great. Uh, from the book, give me all of it. Give me <laughs> it. The line's three. Can't and get half, hurt. Plus three and a half. Oh, it jumped up. Most books are most books have gone to three and a half. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It got to the basement. Jeez, let's see. I'm gonna hit refresh. I have it painted three. There's not one three and a half. Well, maybe they bet it, they grabbed it. It went to three and a half last night. Oh, well, all the I books on my screen are three flat, or a couple of books are three minus 15, I, I, three minus 20 at Caesars on a college game. Just go to three and a half and take the bet. Just I think it's going to close. I think it's going to close at three and a half. I think they're, they're going to, they'll get off a three by the time the game kicks. It'll they be three should and a half. be, they should be off of three right now just start okay. moving it like see who's betting it i go back to two and a half why not it's not i if it falls three you guys can come at me on monday i'm glad that yeah, someone just it falls put, three then whatever i mean it's it refunds and take it and move on well yeah Who but cares? i mean like this would be one of those ones i'd be in the room going guys three minus 20 on a college game what, what are we doing move the move move the number move it to three and a half Take a bet, move it back. Take a bet, move it back. You've never moved the juice on a college game. But again, I'm old. I was reminded of that today at the doctor. Sometimes you can't, Dave, you got you can't get excited. I said, Doc, I'm doing the best I can. I got these women in my house trying to throw all my stuff out. Talk to this guy every day from Boston. He's on my <laughs> shit all the time. I got these brigade people who are relying on me to put their picks in and all this other stuff. It's a lot of pressure. But we're not staying on three on a college game. Let's move and see. This is a clear divide, right? It's everybody versus 
the pros. Bad guys in the books. 100%. Only people taking Nebraska. It's 100%. There is a army of people on Colorado. I mean, there is, there is a, the only people in the content space who are saying what, what we said a couple days ago, and because we were on on Monday and they weren't on on Monday, we were. So we got a chance to say it first was what if TCU sucks? Right. And we are totally overestimating what the, the, the Buffaloes actually are. Yeah. And the, even though Nebraska is not that good, Nebraska has got more talent top to bottom than Colorado does. And they'll have seen what happened and they, and they got a big head. What caused me this morning to go, Hmm, was a video that Deion Sanders in Colorado put out him talking to his team. And it was, it was pretty interesting because he clearly saw some of the social media stuff that his team posted and he went at them. He oh. basically, he, he said, if you're acting like we did something on Saturday, that means you didn't expect it. And that means you're not expecting success now. If you're not, you're not expecting this. This is nothing that you should be surprised by. I'm not surprised by what we did. If you are, that's a problem. If you're shocked by what we did, that's a problem. Like it was, I was like, okay. I was like, this is because the room was dead quiet. I mean, silent dad was laying down the wood on the team. And I went, okay, that's really good. That's different than what he said in the post game. He made it about himself. He went out the media but maybe the kids didn't hear much of it. Maybe they don't care. But in that prep room with a big Nebraska game plan behind him, which he didn't care about that being out there. He let everyone else look at it. He didn't care. He went at his team and I went, all right, maybe you're going to talk me into this because Nebraska loses every game by one score. Right. So laying, laying three may not be a bad idea. I think the under is the even better play though. I think the under is the best play of the game. Yeah. The under got, well, it's coming. It's fifty nine and a half in a couple places. Yeah, it's going back up. It's perfect. Up, I make so. it over sixty, which would be great. Yeah, it, it it might. I don't know. I can't wait. Again, Saturday morning, we're going to be really busy, um, doing our thing. But we'll have the game on, and we'll be paying attention. I'm sure, there'll be some yelling about some other stuff. While we're doing this, whatever we're doing, but I love the narrative. I love the fact. It's just brought back uh, Colorado in general, but this part of all of college football is what I love about it. Like, this is this is fun. This is good. I don't know. There's probably 15 other games that are going to be better bets. And 15, you know, maybe 50. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to, I mean, just on a board on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's, there's so many good games. There's there's much better betting opportunities. The number for audiences though, it's set it's set up perfectly to go from Colorado, Nebraska into Texas at Alabama. That's your Saturday. That's that's the entire yes. It's gonna be great. Yeah. What's the huge. night game? There's a bunch of interesting games, West Coast games. There's a lot of I mean, it's week two. I mean, it's Iowa, Iowa State. It's it, it's it's week two. There are a ton of really good college football games on the oh, schedule. Iowa, Iowa State, Texas A and M, Miami. Yeah, will be interesting. Utah at Baylor is 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 a really good game. Interesting. Um, let's see what else is really good. caught my eye. Uh, Auburn at Cal. Auburn's only six. Yeah, that's the night game. Oh, that's going to be a get back. 
Central Florida at Boise. Yeah, Stanford, Stanford at USC. Yeah, that's 30 point spread. That's not interesting. Yeah, but if people are gonna watch it though, that's the night game on Fox. Oh. That's got the that's the big one. Oregon, Texas Tech is another interesting one mm-hmm. later. So uh yes. USC. I mean, we're gonna talk about this guy. He's he's <laughs> just it's gonna be tough to go to wherever well, Houston. Hold on. We'll get to the brigade practice story in a second. Circus Sports, NFL team of the day, 32 teams and 31 shows. Remember, we're keeping the Bills and the Jets to Monday night, so we're skipping ahead here a little bit. Right. 49ers, win total for San Francisco, 10.5, heavily juiced, minus 140 to the over. Last year, they went 13-4, and and they beat again. They were able to go and win playoff games, and they were able to be sort of this, you know, fly in the ointment for a lot of people who think that, the Niners are, aren't going to be good, and they just consistently are good in the NFC. Reason to be excited, Brock Purdy, the starter now for a whole year. Run CMC looked really good in camp and could have a monster year for the Niners, and the team has massive Super Bowl aspirations. Concerns? Well, Nick Bosa, that's over. So I'll cross that off. Nick Bosa now is in camp, so we're good with there. Yep. Brock, Purdy, Brock Purdy, though, has got to prove that he can do it for an entire year, and the schedule is not the easiest for the Niners. So mm. before we look at the schedule, 10 and a half over for the Niners. Five and one in the division, no. Division's bad. But they Although, beat the Cardinals twice, they beat the Rams twice and split, split with, with the, Seattle. With Seattle. That's I mean, it's five wins in the division. Be very surprised if they lose the four games against Arizona or the Rams. So at worst they split with Seattle. Five and one, they don't find five more wins or six more wins out of the other 11 games. It seems like it's over. That's a really good point. That's that's a really good point. Here, are... you always that's that's how I would do the numbers. Like, I'd start in a division. What What's the record? I mean, at worst is four and two, at worst. So, you know, now we go through the rest of the schedule. It's it's uh, it, this seems like one of the best plays over on the whole season of all these teams we've done for this thing. Yeah, this feels like they gotta win eleven games. Wow, you may have just talked me into taking it. Take to go bet it. Hmm. Here are here's the schedule. Find the hiccups. I mean, they're losing in Pittsburgh week one. You think I so? Right I do. I do. How come? I, how come I don't think so? I don't know. This may end up being a square play, but I, and I I'm on the over. I mean, I'm on the over for for them. So, like for the game, what do you mean the over for the Niners? Sorry, for the for the Steelers, I'm on over eight and a half wins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pardon me, by the way. That's that's your 49er. What the? <laughs> what is that? that? Was that guy? I have no idea. What? Golden. What is he wearing? I have no idea. It's the weirdest of all the ones we put up. That might be the weirdest one. He's made of gold. He's a 49er. So I don't know. That's a weird ass logo or thing. Uh, look, I think they're going to open up at worst one in one, very possibly two and oh. They're beating the Rams on the road. Okay. So, yeah. So I got them one and one. Three straight home games Giants, Cardinals, Cowboys. Two Did and one at worst. One of those? I don't think so. No. I mean, at worst, say they lose one of those. They're three and two. At Cleveland, at Minnesota. 
at worst, they split those. Okay, there's four. So Cincinnati. Four and three. Four. Cincy at home. Uh, they'll win that game. Five. I would agree. That's a great bye week. Week nine. Perfect. Right. At Jacksonville off the bye. I think they win that game. I would agree. Home versus Tampa. Win seven. Win that game. At Seattle and at Pitt and at Philadelphia. One and one, Split right? Split eight. Home for Seattle. Win nine. At Arizona. Ten. And Baltimore at Washington and the Rams are left. 11, 12, 12. at the bottom. Right. So I mean, what what the hell? That's, and that's not even saying I mean they could win 14 games is the is the ceiling. But the bottom, the only way it's bottom bottom is Purdy gets hurt again and they have nothing. Like, right. Know, does Debo play quarterback? See, I'm saying, I mean, they can't. You saw what happened. Right. There's no backup plan. You saw it in the playoffs. As soon as Purdy got hurt, they were running a ball every play. It looked like it was the wing T offense, and it was. But over. they like Sam. They like Sam Darnold. Like, they got a backup plan. They feel like they're comfortable with their backup right now that if Purdy got hurt, they, that Darnold could come in and be a serviceable guy and could win some games for them. That's why they traded Trey Lance because they're like, look at we're good. We, we we trust Arnold. We don't need Trey here. Let's get the contract off our books. All right. I mean, so we could go. I mean, Darnold is a serviceable backup. I don't think he's is he is he going to take the job with a slow start? Like no, there's no. no, 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 no. They don't want that. They'd have to get off to like a really bad start, but they run the ball so much that the quarterback spot, the quarterback's like a point guard for that offense. I mean, you've got Debo Samuel, you have Kittle, you've got run CMC, you've got a good, a really good offensive line, and you're going to run the ball with all three of those guys, basically, except for Kittle. So like, you don't, the quarterback just needs to get the ball out to the right spot, right? You don't need to be an elite talented guy. And Purdy's a smart dude who knows how to put the ball in the right place, like at Iowa State, get the ball out at the right time to the right spot. And he does that really well. I this this gotta be over. I if it was our place, we'd be using eleven. Ooh, okay. Forget this ten and a half juiced over minus one forty. We'd be eleven. I think they can go thirteen and four again. Peak is definitely thirteen. Perfect is fourteen. I, I think the bottom. I mean, there's an alternate total. Brandon just came in a chat, and he has over 11 at plus 120. Love it. Alternate total. But you can love still it. get plus money on love over. In a, in a push potential. I love that bet. I, I got to go find that bet. I love that. I'll follow, I'll trail that. I like that a lot. That's – oh, man. So plus, what's the plus bottom? Money? What's the bottom? Like Nine legitimately. And Nine and eight? I don't know. I think it might be ten, ten and seven. So – are they the number one seed in the NFC? Right now, yeah. Numbers wise would tell you that, yes. If Odds San wise. Francisco is the NFC representative in the Super Bowl here, it'll be read out. It is going to be not so here. They will come in droves. When the Niners are in the Super Bowl, period. Yeah. Let alone. Jeez, the 
prices. They're, they they will luck. come with bags, bags. and bags <laughs> of money, not no. to bet it, to take over they'll, the whole they'll city. Look, they'll look like this guy. Don't bring this guy. <laughs> they'll look like that guy. Just coming with guy? made of gold. <laughs> just coming like that. What is <laughs> just, that's what I thought that guy will be. It'll be him. Just coming with nothing. With, you know, and yes, it would be. But I think it's it's very possible. I mean, it would be really funny. Ravens versus Niners would be a really fun Super Bowl. That's old school smash mouth, run the football, bang your head against a wall. Man, I was thinking about it yesterday. Took a picture. I'd go down to the stadium, shoot a video and all this stuff. And I was excited. Like, I'm like, I'm actually going to live in a city where there's a Super Bowl. Like, if for me a kid too. from First Pittsburgh, for me. Yeah. right? Like, they would never have a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh. They'd never have a Super Bowl in New England. It's just nope. too cold. It's too yep. this. It's too that. So I'm like, this would be so fun. It'd be so fucking cool. Yeah. If, you know, we're we're living in a city where the Super Bowl is literally 15 minutes away. First traffic, it's longer. It's if going to be a traffic same. nightmare. Yes. Luckily, F1 would be out of here by then. So that's good. We'll have that be done. Yeah. It's but going to be. be I just can't wait just to see the parties and the craziness and like. I told you I want to throw a brigade party at my house. I I want to bring all all of our media friends, and I want to I want to video. I want to do live streaming of on on our, on our YouTube channel. People just walk around, sit down, just talk to the brigade. I think Eric could set that up. We might be yes in my house. Absolutely, it's it's going to be February. It's going to be nice. Yeah, it, it will. That's actually a really good idea. We'll talk about that. So, but if yeah. it's the Ravens, it like cared. I got to talk about the Ravens. Yes, you oh, do. Bro, like, I don't want the Ravens to be in the Super Bowl and be here. Not yet. But Niners are, I think the Niners are a good bet, though. I think that they're, they're very, very good. Watch your ears. Appreciate the watch your ears. That was good. <laughs> Brigade proxy probable story of the day. Uh, if you guys want to text us, we are running into the deadline, okay? It is Saturday. All right. 702-570-8255. I have one person who I've told I will sign up myself on Saturday, on Saturday afternoon. I'm not going downtown on Saturday. So you're going to have to get yourself to the Tuscany if you want to be in the circuit contest. Westgate, Friday. Okay? The ideal plan. I'm telling Westgate's you Friday. Right I haven't told the wife this yet. Okay. I want to have everything done so we can go, me and you, can go watch Texas, Alabama, just somewhere. That's my goal. Okay. If we have everything done. Madeline wants to know, Madeline wants to know who's going to be at the house on Saturday for your daughters. All three? The whole crew. Oh, she's going to be in love with that. She was, she, I, I thought Kylie might be doing something. I was like, I don't know. In the I mean, they, uh, they, they, she may not come out of a room. Just, <laughs> no, Madeline will go in. Be like, bang, bang, bang. Hi. There'll be, <laughs> be chaos there. But between the little ones and the dog, they're going to have enough to do. Phenomenal. He's already on duty. So we'll. Oh, see good. Madeline loves her. So she was excited. Yeah, I was trying to run the whole list of who's going to be and be around. She was like, who's going to be there? Can Kendall and I play Roblox? The like, yes. Bring your iPad. You can play Roblox. So. Bring this, bring the swimsuit and all that other stuff. They can go swimsuit. Where they go to the pool? Oh go wow! To the pool, the park, the whole thing. Yeah, believe me, this is the whole activities. There's just a lot of things to do. 
phenomenal. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll iron it all out. It's going to be fun. Right. 702-570-8255. If you are a brigade member who has signed up with us and you have questions, that line also can be utilized. So I know big business has some questions this morning. You send some DMS, just text us because then we all get it versus just that DM comes to me. So right. it's better to go to all of us. We yes. all can huddle, huddle up and answer your questions, whatever they may be. 702-570-8255 is a text number. Before you mentioned something, just saw it in the chat. Brandon yep. said the 49ers are minus 180 to win the NFC West. Wow. That has to be one of the best bets in all of divisions, conferences. It's a head-to-head against the Seattle Seahawks. That's all it is. The, the Rams and the Cardinals are not going to win the NFC West. So you're laying 180 that they beat one team to win that division. That was my play on the better show you guys will see it on saturday if you're in pittsburgh on the better oh. show. they asked me to give a an nfc division thing something whatever future and i looked at it i said that gotta be i love those head-to-heads that's literally what it is the cardinals aren't trying and the rams aren't good so all you got to do is beat one team i mean good um, call brandon thanks for I'm reminding gonna me check and see there. something real quick here Man. on 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 Divisions. Well, I'll read the graphic while you're looking. Caleb Williams again hints he could stay in school next year. There's the division. Okay, I didn't on. hear about this from anybody else unless us doing this show. So minus one nine. Yeah, I I, I I I have I have two books. Minus one seventy. Minus one ninety. Minus one seventy. Yeah. So <laughs> look around on that. So that's one of them ones where you gotta like you gotta call people that really have money and say, listen, got something here. <laughs> got to lay this out for like you know, to win the max. So Caleb Williams of USC mm-hmm. has again for a second time hinted that he is wrestling with the idea that he does not like the fact that he'll have to go to a bad team. So he told GQ quote, GQ, I've always been able to choose the team that I've played on. And then everything's been scheduled for me. But now going into the next part of my career, it's weird because it's so uncertain. You don't know anything. You can't control anything, but you and uh, but you and how you act. That's honestly the weirdest part for me is the uncertainty. He was asked about his father. Carl knows about it. Caleb skipped the draft in 2024. Uh, asked, would Caleb skip the draft if he doesn't want to play for the team that has the first pick? Carl Williams, his father told GQ quote, the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. Oh, the way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire to for parity. It gets the first pick. So it's the gift and the curse with the caveat, Carl Williams said that Caleb gets, quote, two shots at the apple. So if there's not a good situation, the truth is he can come back to school. There is real. Did he just say the quiet part out loud? Yes. And I think, again, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but it's Caleb Williams as a se- as a junior, right? He'll be our senior. He's a junior now. Okay, so he'll be a senior. As a senior in LA playing for USC in the Big Ten, will have the potential in, and I'm not a front office sports person, but I'm just looking at the numbers and what I mean. We know that Drake May was offered five million dollars to go to an SEC school. 
in Los Angeles, he could make anywhere from 10 to $20 million in NIL money. Again, what is Wendy's paying him to be the first, to be the face of their college football ad campaign? He could have multiple. If Dion Sun's going to get four different NIL deals and he hasn't done anything, this is the Heisman Trophy winner, maybe a two-time Heisman Trophy winner. He could make more money at USC than he would as the first pick in the draft. What? And enjoy life. Isn't the goal to go to college to get a job where you make money or you live your dream and all that other stuff? You can do it all and stay there? Yes. In L.A., in that life, in a team that you know you're going to be good, with a coach you love, system that you know, you're the BMOC of the <laughs> utmost. I mean, you are Matt Leinart reincarnated. You're walking around USC. You do whatever the hell you want. Or, hey, kid, um, the Cardinals want you. They can't block. They're not going to win. Their coach is a clown. Want to go there? Because <laughs> that's the situation he might be dealing with. I'm telling you, I didn't hear nobody say it until you said it on this show and you put that thought in my head. And I was like, man, that's a good deal. If he gets all that, it ain't a bad deal to be the quarterback at USC. <laughs> it, you know, with the with this move to the Big Ten, you're going to play some teams that, you know, now you may – I don't know if you hurt your draft stock. I mean, but if you've got to go to Ohio State. You may not care. It won't matter yeah he that might, might actually he might tank he might play badly on purpose <laughs> well no and then you get picked later in the first round or you get picked by a team that you want to go to yeah i'm gonna say this again i don't know what book has this other than maybe an offshore maybe has it up but i would bet and i i can't bet it here in vegas but when they put it up drake may to go number one next year in the draft is a good bet it may not win but it's a good bet hmm because if Caleb stays in school, Drake May's going number one. If the first team's picking a quarterback, I think the first team. I think the Cardinals will trade it to a team who will pick who will draft a quarterback. Oh, I think they, they want the first pick just for leverage to be able to play off of it, do whatever they want. They want to control the draft. Having the first pick is awesome. Whether you're going to take a quarterback or not, it's it's great. Maybe you use it, but most likely you would not. Most likely you would trade it. Right. The Panthers situation, you trade it. You know, you're, you're going to go up and like the Bears went ahead and get rid of their pick, go up and get them, get the number one pick. That will happen again. Mm. So to me, that's what the Cardinals would look to do. But I think there's a lot you can play with with this because Caleb, I think, is realistically, you could say he's just angling and blah, blah, blah. But I think if there's a bad team at number one, they like the Cardinals, if they have the first pick in the draft, I don't see Caleb Williams wanting to play for that team. Wow. I could see him holding out and saying, forget it. Or just staying in school, saying, I'll wait. See who I want to go play with. Again, why do you want to be an NFL quarterback? The money. Right? Well, if I, I mean, can play. You want to be the quarterback, too. That too, but ultimately it's about it's about getting paid, it's about being a star, it's about, about all the things it comes with. But you get all that at USC. You're gonna get all that. You, you you're gonna hobnob and go to the Playboy Mansion. You're gonna go to to movie sets, and you're gonna go to the best events and the best parties, and you're gonna get all you're gonna get all of it. I mean, you heard Reggie Bush talk about it when he went to the pros. It was a step down. 
he was like, I, I went to the NFL and I was like, this sucks. I had way more fun in college. Like it was way better to be at, at USC. And he was getting all that stuff. It wasn't supposed to be. Right. It was illegal. Imagine now it's no. legal. He can get no. out. Everything can be legal. It's all up on the up and up. Oh. There's nobody giving you like quiet back, you know, bags of money in the backyard. This is. Can't think of too many better things or places to be doing it. Look at that face right there. That's a face of concern. That's a frozen <laughs> face right there. I'm giving you, you know, I'm. Come back. I'm, Come back. I'm, Snap I'm, your fingers. I'm showing up with two bags of money. Oh, now you're back. Look, and I'm walking, yeah, I'm walking in. Two going, here you go. Bam. I mean, it's it's dumb how much money you're talking about. How I mean, what you're what you deal with. So, it, I I think he's going to stick around. I, I really I think there's a real chance he stays in college and, and shocks everybody. Speaking of shocking everybody, how about Jose Altuve yesterday? He he had a home run in four straight innings of play yesterday, <laughs> over two days. Like this is this Three is dumb. Great. This is this is absolutely crazy. He hit the last at bat before. Yeah. Six out of his last seven hits were home runs before he made an out at third base. Um, can he do it again today? No, he's not. He's, the, he's the first player in the expansion era since 1961 to homer in four consecutive innings, according to Elias. Wait, <laughs> say that again. He's Jose Otuve is the first player in the expansion era since 1961 to homer in four consecutive innings. He homered in the ninth inning on Monday and then hit a home run in his first three at-bats yesterday. (laughs) And he's a mighty mouse. He's tiny. This is not Barry Bonds. This is a guy who is 5'5", or whatever the hell he is. Bet him again? Bet him again? To hit a home run today? Yeah. What's the odds? Plus 400? got to be somewhere in the same just rinse and repeat right well no you might have to adjust a little bit guys smoking let's see mlb somebody if you have it handy right now put it in the chat but i'll try to find pirates one five four by the way wow what a comeback we're almost there we're almost at the season win total Mm. that's fantastic so Mad Max going more in that game a little bit later on, but I, I would say it's probably a little higher because it's Scherzer going for it. To hit the first home run of the game, Altuve to one. seven to one. That's it. Wow. To hit a home run period, he's plus three twenty. So they took it down a little. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it should be four or five. Yeah, I still got it. Four is a better number. Come and bet it. I would say in the book, he ain't doing it today against Maxi. Seventy-one wins for the Marlins. They've won five straight. I need 77, so I'm looking pretty good here. Bet the streak against the Dodgers. Six straight wins. L.A. comes back after getting beat 6-3 last night. Oh, yeah. What's the pitching matchup today? I didn't look yet. Oh, shucks. Is it Hold on. It? I got it right here. That's I'm a good one. Switch it over. Uh, we have Lynn. Yes, against uh, an opener. Chargoy. Or short wall or something. I don't know how to say it. Bet the over? over. Yes. Probably right with the total. Um has it moved? It was nine even money last night. It is nine under minus one twenty. Same. It hasn't moved. Okay. Big play on the 
big play on the dog at some places. On the Dodgers, yeah, obviously bet the Dodgers. No, on sure. the dog on Miami. Oh, bet the streak. Bet the streak. Yeah, I'm hesitant. Although Lynn gave up some homers last time out. Oh yeah, yeah last yeah. two times out. Yeah, pick a Marlin or two to hit a homer. Game's going over. Game's going over. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, one more. Uh, Bassett. By the way, Johnny um, Johnny Parlay. Do you remember Johnny Parlay? I do. The live shows. I do. He texted me last night. I had gone to bed very early last night, so I didn't get it until this morning. But I wanted to tell Johnny hello and thank you for texting me that he loved getting in his car and listening to us on Sirius XM. Nice. From the ballpark. He said, this is awesome. Now I have something. I'm glad to listen to you guys. Yeah, on the way it, home. it was funny because Kevin Winter from ESPN listens to our show too, and he he said, "Is this on at one o'clock a.m.?" I said, "Yeah, it's pretty late. You're on the East Coast." He goes, "No, I get done at twelve thirty. This is perfect. I drive home every night in the middle of the night." I was like, "Oh, I was like, that's great. That's fantastic, right?" So, but he said to be sure to tell you, yeah. You should talk more baseball because when you talk baseball and you go three and zero, oh, mm-hmm. it's time to keep talking baseball. He said you got to talk. Tell P. Ralt he's driving me crazy because he don't want to talk about baseball as much. He's well, he hot. just wants the winners. Then he just wants me to pick winners. Just after me. Just after my. He plates. loves baseball. He wants to hear more oh, baseball. I like baseball. I li- look. I'm now get get this record. I'm a hundred and nine and a hundred and two in baseball. In baseball. Down 0.29 units. That I'm, is grinding, brother. Oh my <laughs> lord! So I bet over two. I bet 211 bets to lose 0.29 units. Man, oh <laughs> man! You want to talk about this? That summarize baseball. I got a winning record, <laughs> and I'm down baby units, and I got more aggravation in Augusta than I had years past. Paying and for entertainment. Paying for entertainment. But as I said, if I can find a way to end this baseball season flat, I've done my job. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> Just trying not to lose any money. It's, I have to make bets. I have to bet baseball. It's part of my job. Fine. Flat. That's great. Tw- I was up 23 units in NBA basketball and flat for the for Major League Baseball. It's hard. It's really it's hard. hard. So hard. you got to be consistent. The narrative consistent, there. Consistently average is what that is. Yeah. That's all that is. It's being very consistent and being very average. Yeah, Johnny you, Parlay's in the chat. He what's said up? Hello. Nice. You got a shout out. There we go. And Sonic said it sounds great, too, on the serious. It does. Good to hear. It does. I, I, went, I went out to the car and listened to it last night. It sounds oh, great in the car, nice. too. That's, That's good. And Sonic figured out that you can just, if your XM is hooked up to your Amazon, you can just say, hey, Alexa, play channel 159 and it plays everyone it everyone watching the show just had their alexa go oh, sorry <laughs> appreciate that yeah. that's the only bad part about yeah. saying say alexa and then stop talking so it doesn't do anything fair point listen to us do you bet toronto who's won back-to-back games against the a's bet the sweep today for toronto they're down to one and a oh they're playing i thought it was a night game the day game 12 30 day game Oh gosh, in Oakland, getaway day. Was that me, your mom, and your brother who are going to be there? Who the hell's in Oakland for a day under, game against the Blue Jays on a Wednesday? Under who is there 3, today? Hundred total for thirty-five hundred. What do you mean? It's under fifteen hundred. 
Oh, really? Who the hell is there? They may announce a ticket sale of 2000 or something, but actual bodies beating hearts in the ballpark. <laughs> are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> Less than 1500 people are at that ballpark. Right I'll now. go over. Oh, I know. I'll, no, I'll no, say 2000 or no more. No way. You and I could go play catch in sections and not hit anybody. <laughs> Swear hundred <laughs> percent straight. There's nobody there. Oh, a Wednesday this... at one thirty Pacific time on a Wednesday between the Blue Jays and the A's. Yeah, yeah, no one's there. There's Literally, a lot no of one's probably there. there's the, there's some Canadian fans and stuff. They they got a nice day at the ballpark mid afternoon. Canadian fans? What are you talking about? Toronto fans? Wrong coast. Yeah. No. Yeah, okay. there's people from Toronto who live in the Bay Area uses as an excuse to see a midday midweek day game special. No. Isn't it better to go to that ballpark during the day than at night? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Any, any night, day, it's, it's a dump whether it's the lights are on or not. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really change anything. <laughs> you know, lights being on might be worse. You know, sometimes you want those lights to be off. You don't want those lights on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> lights lights come on. It's like, uh-oh, what's this? So it's, what it's, are you talking about right just now? saying sometimes it's better with the lights off it's like it's not it's not good when the lights are on sometimes when the sun's not there that's better you you know <laughs> ugly is ugly but damn sometimes it's like that type of ugly <laughs> just saying you know <laughs> bartender puts the lights on it's like oh, oh damn this oakland A's team is funny. this oh. is bad this is bad this is you remember them times in college and stuff, yes. or even after college? I had friends 20s? of mine that would show up at twelve thirty for a reason. They would walk in at twelve thirty before the lights came on. You gotta man, go ahead and man. <laughs> go go get it before the lights came. At thirty minutes, one o'clock, one a.m. Last call in 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 Amherst, Massachusetts. There's a bar called Jelly Rolls. Oh God! It was a piano <laughs> bar in Pittsburgh. It was phenomenal. It was pitch black in the bar. Two guys playing piano. Yeah. pianos up front. But if you made it to the last call and then the lights came on, you're like, Ruh -roh. I got to go. I got to go. I didn't know. I got to go. I didn't. Go. There's sometimes when them lights come on, you're right. Sometimes it's better in the dark. You're right. Mm -hmm. uh, let's get better to book it in here. Before let's roll quickly through baseball games. I went 3-0. and I've hit four straight games. I'm rolling. I'm on Texas. You're on the Astros, I'm assuming, right? Yes. You got Mad Max to go out there. This is why the Rangers got Mad Max. Yeah. You can't win this game. You can't win anything. No. Right. They better win today. I'm, right? I'm rolling with Texas. This is why you got Mad Max. You picked him up for this reason to win a game three to two against the Astros. Book it. I like it. I bet it. Putting any of this out there, too, while we're still on sports. Could you guys hear this later? Uh, Rainmaker. Any locals, we are doing circus swim tomorrow for baseball and the NFL games. Very cool. So and if a you game want to go, hang games. out with NFL game, baseball games. Sorry. Oh, okay. I'll, like I'll swing by baseball. Yeah. I'll swing. Yeah. I'll, I mean we'll watch the game tomorrow night there. Dodgers Marlins over nine. Even money. Bet it. I like that one. And then finally, Braves team total over five and a half is plus money. Uh I like this Atlanta offense against St. Louis, against Dakota Hudson, and against this bullpen for St. Louis. Braves lost yesterday, huh? Mm-hmm. Lost to the Cardinals. After losses, they come back they with a really vengeance. do well after losses. That's yes, why they, they have do. the best record that they 
that they do. Yeah. Okay. It scares me, man. This is five. Like it's going to be, it could be five. Living dangerously. Got it last night. Roll it. All right. Bet it. I got it last night with over five and a half. That's on the, fine. On You're the, hard. Four or four and a half. Now it's over five and a half. It's plus money too. So if I lose it, I'm okay with, with it being plus money. Uh, for you guys who are on Sirius XM, thank you for listening to this show. Also, you guys on Sports Grid TV, thank you for watching this show. If you guys want bonus time, it's easy. Go to our YouTube channel, Boston versus the Book, and you will see some extra content to where you guys can actually, if you're in the live chat, you can tell us or ask us a question. I got a question that we're going to get answered here in a second about futures. Oh, good. That we'll do here in just one second. But if you guys want it you can go to our youtube channel hit like subscribe and all the fun stuff on our youtube channel but at boston versus the book for you guys on sirius xm and for on sports good tv we will talk to you tomorrow for you guys who are with us live on youtube and on twitter it is time for bonus time all right let me go find this uh because i forgot to pull it and i didn't pull it what uh, are you up to now turn the lights off <laughs> Why? I like the lights being on. No, the lights off. There's nobody here. <laughs> Save that for somebody else. <laughs> you know, there's a great rap song. There's great. There's a great rap lyric about that. You know. Oh bleep, yeah. Bleeping Lonzo, with the lights. Turn bleep, off the lights. Bleeping with the lights on. Uh hmm. let's see. Is it? It's on the bus. Anyway, the book account. I believe that this was in. Um, okay. This comes from Sam. Uh, Sam says my question to you and Dave mm -hmm. on a parlay. Yep. You are just looking to guarantee a profit. Is it better to take the dog or favorite? Obviously depending on the odds, but I like doing this as to Dave, as Dave says to minimize risk. My example would be a Ravens commander's last leg being either the jets or the bills at plus plus one twenty or minus one forty. Do you add the favorite? Worst parlay odds, but you can hedge with the plus money or add the dog so the parlay is better odds and hedge with the favorite. So the bet is either the Baltimore, right. it's either Baltimore, Washington Jets at plus 252 mm -hmm. or Baltimore, Washington Bills at plus 173. Plus 173 with the Bills. What is it with the Jets? Baltimore, Washington Jets is plus 252. Not that big of a difference there. Put the team in it that you want to win. Okay. Leave yourself the option. If you feel like you have to hedge, don't put the bet in. You're putting the bet in to win it. This okay. is the way I would do it. Uh, and, and again, everybody's different, but right. some people would rather put the favorite in. So if they take the plus money, their hedge is less. That's what, yeah, he's, that's what he's asking. Yes, exactly. So, so he's saying, is it better because the, the Jets are plus 120 money line, the Bills are minus 140 money line? He would have, he likes Baltimore and Washington as a con. Why not just bet Baltimore and Washington and not have the third leg at all? That's another option. I mean, if you like, if you like Baltimore and Washington both, just do a two leg money line parlay on Boston, on Baltimore and Washington and forget the third leg. Is that plus money? I don't think that's no, plus money. no, probably be minus 110. Well, uh, what are the what are the money lines right now? Let me see. Let's see. Money lines for NFL. So if you did Baltimore at 510, yikes, my God, 310. Yeah, it's minus 182. So that's why he's asking that question. Okay. Right. So 
I like well, Baltimore. I mean, I mean, I, I I like the Bills more than the Jets. Bills I do too. Over the Raiders, it's it's uh, four, uh, it's four eighty. It's a, it's still a minus one fifteen. Wow, he he got great odds at plus one seventy three. Where is he getting that plus one seventy three at? Vandal's got it at minus one fifteen. It's minus two and a half right now. The Bills. Okay. Yep. Your other option is if you do this and you do it with the Bills, you can take the points with the Jets in middle of the game. You know, your hedge now becomes, I don't, I mean, you could buy it up to three, but you could, if it would, so it depends on what the line is too, right? So if you want to take the favorite on the money line in the parlay, you take the points with the dog, say it was four and a half, game falls one, two, three, four, you win everything. Hmm. So now you're talking about minimizing risk completely with a big score in the middle. So, you know, you, you leave yourself out. So it's a great question, and people have been doing it since the beginning of time. I saw this for the first time when I was in high school, and uh, one of the old guys that was doing, you know, the business would talk about, man, they're keying that Monday night game. They're keying that Monday I was like, what are you talking about? You do three-game, four-game parlays with the Monday night game, <laughs> he was putting it with everything. And I right. was like, oh, okay. Now, he didn't even want it to win. He was just looking to have the position going in. You know, if you do a $100 parlay plus 173 with those three teams, so now you win 173 if, if Buffalo wins. You bet hmm. 80 on the money line on the Jets, you have no risk. So right. hopefully that, that answers your question, Sam. Yeah. What do you want to do with that? Uh, favorite thing about today is what? Uh, it might be the leaving the lights on comment. That was, that was outstanding. No. Um, one, your health is the most important thing in the world. Amen. It really, really is. And, you know, I took some time today, went to the doctor. These people are amazing. Um, and I went by myself. Usually my wife goes with me because she's the one that asks all the questions. I'm just happy to be there and they can put the, you know, I, I had to shave and do the EKG and all the other stuff on my chest. I'm just happy to be alive. So I have a different attitude. They ask me what medications I take. I don't remember. They asked me who my primary doctors. I don't remember. I'm just like, ah, oh, you got to ask my wife. So we got through that. And then I get the text that the bread men landed <laughs> and I was right there. The office is right on the other side of the freeway. So I was like, where are you at? Paris. I said, I'll be there in 12 minutes. Nice. Zip over. Got to meet him, Mrs. Rain, Fritzy, his wife. The rest of the boys will all be here later. Um, there might be some debauchery at some point. Um, we're going to get them signed up for the contest. We might have to go sit down and have a meal off the strip oh. because they went to get a bottle of water. Yep. And it was $11. Sticker shock. Sticker shock. It was a, he's like, we wanted a drink. I, they said the water was the so you know off campus to get stuff but it was fun to finally meet him he's been you know watching the show they're watching it and manny's back there on wednesdays he's here today so we had the real live roll call it was already the favorite thing about today and then tonight 
we'll see how the sports grid goes. That's that, that, that could be my favorite thing about today as well, but for different reasons, I'm getting texts from producers right now. My head's going to explode. Literally. Oh boy. Okay. And then, Friday, me and you were doing the show together on Sports Grid. So get it. I'm going to work out all the kinks. Get it, get it ironed out before I get there. I'm going to get it all ironed out. And then it's me and you on Friday night. Two hours over there, in addition to the two hours or so. Yeah, we'll have, here. we'll do, yeah, it'll be two hours and then Gabe and then two hours. So we'll have over the course of a uh, seven hour stretch, you'll get four hours of us of those seven hours on Sports Grid. So. That may not be enough. I mean, the way this is going, all this content space, there's a lot of people out there making moves. We're this making moves, boys. Just this stay is, with us. This and is very, girls. This stay is very true. Uh, my favorite thing about today is I get to go to campus. I get to go teach today. I'm looking forward to seeing the class. Uh, things kind of ramp up today. So it's class number three. So we start to really oh. pick up. After a holiday break, you're going to have to reintroduce yourself. Well, I mean, they had class yesterday, so I'm not getting them right afterwards. Luckily, they went to school like Tuesday, so I'm going in on Wednesday. But it's it's cool because, one, I have a football player in my class. He gets on a plane, so he's not going to be in class today because they're flying to, uh, to Michigan Mich to play Michigan. And then one, my other student is the uh, lead photographer for the student newspaper who is being – sent out there to shoot the game for the student paper. So she won't be in class. So it's pretty cool that I got students who will come back with cool stories and I get to watch the game. Michigan's going to beat UNLV by a hundred. So, gonna Oh, it's going to be really bad. It's, <laughs> it's going to be gonna really be bad. They're going to beat it by a hundred. Um, but it will be fun just to watch UNLV just, you know, just say, Hey, that's, that's, that's what's cool. the so, total on that game right now. I have no idea. Hold on. I'm going to give it to you right now because we might have a, a, a UNLV team total play under it's third. The line is 36, 36 and a half, 37 in some places. The total's 58. Yeah. You may need to go ahead and um, lay that <laughs> Friday on the grid. We're on from five to seven Pacific, eight to 10 East. Yes. Um, number 41 is Rashad Tanner is the, is the kid in my class, by the way, in case you're curious, he's, just, he's, oh. like, he's from Hawaii. I've got three kids in my class from Hawaii. Really? Unbelievable. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, when they say the ninth island, it's it's no joke. We it got really a couple is. people signed up for the contest from Hawaii. This is this is great. I believe me. If we're gonna get aligned with some people, let's do it with the I love the Hawaiian people. Hell Hawaii. Yeah, let's go great. to a show. Let's go do a BV let's go. Hawaii. Let's go. Absolutely. Guys, thank you for being here. We appreciate every one of you. It's a big week. We got football tomorrow to break down Chiefs and the Lions. We'll talk Lions. We talked Chiefs today. We'll try to talk Lions tomorrow so we can get somebody on in Detroit to come on over and talk about the Lions team a little well, bit with us. Our, but we have our Detroit guy. We do? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we have, we'll have a Detroit guy tomorrow talking Frato. about the Lions. Frato. Oh. He's the Detroit guy. He's still got all his people in the building over there. Oh, beautiful. Okay, awesome. So we'll do that tomorrow. Break down Lions and the Chiefs for Thursday night football and then head off to a big weekend with the Roll Call Friday. Dave, Matt, talk to you tomorrow for a Thursday's BVB.